my name is Emily Hines and I attend Houston City Council meetings and take notes, which I then share with you. Today's notes are from the council meeting that took place between October 4th and October 5th, 2022. Our council meetings actually take place over two days, but I usually only report on one and that's because the public comment portion is on Tuesday, which I usually skip. But this week you are in for a treat because I tuned into both days because redistricting was on the menu and I knew there were people organizing to comment on that. So first I'll go over that. There were 24 public speakers. I'll go over their talking points in broad strokes, but first a very heartfelt thank you to everyone who takes time to do this. We all owe you a lot. Okay, here we go. Two people from Safe Diversity Communities plugged a showdown event on Wednesday, October 12th. I could be getting these details wrong because I couldn't find any information online to verify. Four people from Petland, including the owner of several locations, commented on an ordinance they say will put them out of business by not allowing them to buy puppies from breeders. Bark wants Petland to commit to spaying and neutering every animal they sell as a compromise. And the Petland owner seems open to that, although he did qualify he doesn't think it's his business to tell pet owners what they should do. Speaker number seven asked for help dealing with a $7,000 water bill he received. Everyone agreed that is egregious, and a representative from Houston Public Works talked with him at the meeting to get it sorted. Speaker number eight complained she has been treated unfairly by the police department after her husband, a former police officer, passed away in 2021. Speaker number 10 asked for help combating racism she and her son have experienced. Unfortunately, she lives outside the city's jurisdiction, but council members offered county resources and promised to follow up with her. Speaker number 12 is worried that a convenience store under construction behind his property will cause his home to flood because they are elevating the ground level. He claims the permitting department is giving him the runaround, and he is seeking clarification on if the construction is actually properly permitted and if an impact study was done on how it will affect drainage onto his lot. I commend this guy. This is some really good due diligence. Speaker number 13 gave emotional testimony about being discriminated against because she does not conform to normal societal rules and has spent time in jail. She blessed the council chamber with two F-bombs, a very rare occurrence indeed. Nine people spoke on redistricting and support the proposed map from Houston in action. Several people used a Spanish translator. No offense to the person providing the service, but I do not think it was adequate, and I fear much of the speaker's intent was lost. I'll go over a few of the redistricting comments. Pawasha Sharwani with Engage Texas, and also a very old friend of mine, advocated for Precinct 311, which makes up Chinatown, to be united in District F. It's currently split between F and J. Roshan Evans with Pure Justice emphasized how important it is to amplify the voices of the under-resourced during processes like these. Houston in Action's Juan Cardoza Oquendo said the city mostly did a good job with the new maps, but he had a few suggestions, including a rationale report from the city explaining their decisions. One pro-Houston in Action map speaker also commented on their very poor experience trying to get tested and vaccinated for monkeypox. They described terrible communication and organization at the city's health department, which is just so cringe. How are we not applying COVID-19 lessons here? This is disappointing and embarrassing, honestly. Next, I'll go over the mayor's report. Mayor Turner awarded two proclamations having to do with Hispanic Heritage Month a Youth Activist Award to Eileen Rodriguez, and a Community Activist Award to Sandra Rodriguez. The mayor and many council members had very nice things to say about these people and the work they do. 
Mayor Turner alluded to TERS, or Tax Increment Reinvestment Zones, but because the awards took a long time, he said he will talk about this next time. I wonder if this is because of Mike Morris and John Tedesco's TERS reporting in the Chronicle. Link in the show notes. It is juicy. The second gun buyback event is this Saturday, October 8th from 8 to 12 at the Metro West Chase Park and Ride in District F. Ghost guns will not be accepted. The BioCity Arts Festival is this Saturday and Sunday in downtown Houston. Mayor Turner acknowledged Yom Kippur. Councilmember Kubash objects to the gun buyback event because he thinks it is the same as gun laundering, but would be okay with it if we tracked who was turning in the guns. Mayor Turner defended the event, pointing out that it was designed by HPD. Turner wants the state legislature to do something about guns, quote, because they haven't done a darn thing, end quote. Next up, some agenda items. Agenda item one approved 10 amendments to the major thoroughfare and freeway plan, or the MTFP. The MTFP makes sure the developments take roads into account, keeps an eye on long-term road needs, and is used to make policy decisions. I liked this one. It was super fun to read through the amendments and see if I recognized any of the neighborhoods. Hit me up if you think you might also enjoy this, and I'll send you the link. Agenda items 16, 17, and 18 all approved big-ticket construction for the airports, ranging from $15 million to $129 million. We rarely see spending that large, but when we do, it is almost always for the airports. Agenda items 19, 20, and 21 each approved grants using CARES Act funds to three organizations providing emergency housing assistance and services to vulnerable people, including those experiencing homelessness or on the cusp of becoming unhoused. Agenda item 31 approved a 10-year, $1.3 million lease for new office space for the Psychological Services Division of the Houston Police Department. The Psychological Services Division is responsible for psychological services within HPD. Due to the sensitivity of these services, it's determined that this function should be isolated from the city and other HPD functions and services. Agenda item 35 would have approved the new redistricting plan, but Councilmembers Martin and Thomas tagged it because there were several Councilmembers out today due to Yom Kippur. Will they use this extra time to work more on the new map? Only time will tell. Moving on to agenda item 24, funding for a library program, which Councilmember Knox opposes due to redundancy. Agenda item 24 approved an $822,000 five-year contract with BrainFuse Inc. for education services for the Houston Public Library. BrainFuse provides 24-7 online tutoring in English and Spanish for K-12 students and some introductory college subjects. They also help with foreign language assistance, test prep, digital literacy, career services, and writing. Councilmember Knox opposed this item because he thinks it is redundant, as most school districts offer similar services. Mayor Turner responded that many schools work with the library on such programs, so this item supports those efforts. Basically, he was saying it's not redundant, it is the same thing. Councilmember Alcorn wishes we were using grant money for this rather than pulling from the general fund. Councilmember Plummer pointed out that almost all library funding comes from their own foundation, which I didn't know. So $822,000 spread out over five years is a very reasonable ask. She said COVID-19 really set kids back and we need to do all we can to support them. Mayor Turner agreed on both points. 
Councilmember Cisneros very strongly supported this item. She said, quote, the success of our children is not just up to the school districts. We all have a role in this. This is something the city has control over with our libraries and the incredible resources that we can make available to families through the public libraries. This is an important thing to pass, end quote. I was really glad to see Cisneros pushing back on Knox on this item because this is absolutely her area of expertise. Councilmember Martin pointed out that many people don't have computers at home and use computers at the public library. He also broke down the cost to $1.30 per use, which is very compelling. This item passed. Councilmember Knox voted no. Next up, agenda item 48, a new lower property tax rate. Y'all are going to be tired of hearing this explanation, but I want to give it just in case that this is the first time someone's listening to this. The state imposes a property tax revenue cap on all municipalities. In 2015, Houston voters imposed an even more restrictive revenue cap. So when the county adjusts property tax values, Houston must also adjust our property tax rates to comply. Okay. Councilmember Kubosh is concerned about public safety funding once ARPA money dries up. So he suggested an amendment on the ballot which, if the voters approve it, would let money currently restricted by the revenue cap be available specifically for police and fire. Very surprisingly, Mayor Turner was amenable. He committed to getting an amendment prepped for the November 2023 ballot, which would exempt police and fire funding from the revenue cap. At least that is how I understand it. This was an off-the-cuff discussion, so I am looking forward to seeing documentation. You might wonder why this discussion on the revenue cap is relevant to property tax. I really don't think I'm super qualified to answer that question, but I promise you it is. And again, I really, really encourage you to read more about it. Councilmember Martin said he feels like the earth is spinning counterclockwise because the mayor is going to allow a council member to make a suggestion to put an item on the agenda. This received many laughs. Martin said, quote, this is the first time in my 10 years on council that I have heard a council member make a suggestion to the mayor to put an item on the agenda and you agreed to it, end quote. Martin was joking and the vibe was jovial, but it's not an exaggeration to say that Turner has ruled the council chamber with an iron fist. I have literally quoted him saying, what I say goes. And it is a well-known fact that every council member must curry favor with him in order to forward their agendas. Honestly, this lighthearted treatment of what I consider to be a harmful policy was concerning and, at the very least, out of touch. Councilmember Thomas asked that public infrastructure projects should also be considered for this amendment because they are in high demand and often get deferred because of funding. After the unanimous vote to approve the new lower tax rate, Mayor Turner joked, we are all here and accounted for, except those celebrating Yom Kippur. The tax rate has been lowered. We have done it unanimously. Now shall we go to the county and show them how to do it? End quote. I laughed out loud. And I love jobs like this because they really spice it up for me. I recommend reading about the recent Harris County budget shenanigans if you haven't yet. Finally, the council member pop-offs. Every council member, except for Huffman, commented on successful National Night Out events on Tuesday. National Night Out is an event annually that aims to foster healthy police and community relationships. Councilmember Plummer described it as a citywide block party. The most notable of these remarks was from Councilmember Pollard. He said, quote, special shout out to HPD. That night is really for them and to support them and encourage them and let them know that we thank them for their outstanding service, end quote. I'm pointing this out because that is absolutely not the mission of National Night Out and reflects Pollard's own opinion, not the stated intent of this event. Okay, moving on. 
Councilmember Gallegos has been protesting a merger of two large rail companies that would bring more rail traffic to Houston and exacerbate the stopped trains blocking crossings problem. He wished all a happy Indigenous Peoples Day this coming Monday, October 12th. Councilmember Thomas plugged the gun buyback event this Saturday, October 8th from 8 to 12. Councilmember Plummer mentioned Domestic Violence Awareness Month and shared the number for the Aid to Victims of Domestic Abuse or AVDA hotline. That's 713-224-9911. Councilmember Jackson went over the launch of her Be Successful initiative, a comprehensive community approach to addressing poverty, violence, and improving the quality of life for residents in District B. The Be Successful initiative includes the next training session for the Credible Messengers program, which is October 17th through the 21st, and the website is b-successful.org. Councilmember Cisneros plugged the 43rd annual Festival Chicano at Miller Outdoor Theater this weekend, and she wished Councilmember Alcorn a happy birthday. Councilmember Martin plugged an electronic recycling event this Saturday, the 8th, at 9 a.m. at the Clear Lake Ellington Recycle Center. And that's it. That's it for this week. Big thanks to our Patreon supporters. If you want to help support us financially, the Patreon is patreon.com slash emilytakesnotes, and we really appreciate it. You can find resources for this episode, including where to watch city council meetings and how to find your city council member in the show notes. This podcast has music from Joe Wozni. It was produced by Connor Clifton. That's it for this week. My name is Emily Hines, and I thank you for listening. Thank you.